Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. Yes, this is this is this sibilant, sibilant. This show is one in which I uh, discuss. Oh God, I always say discuss, but that's not the right. Where I monologue? Yeah, sure, that makes more sense, uh, possibly. Where I just say words. Hmm the most accurate of all where i say words about all the media i have consumed why would i do such a thing because i'm working under the assumption that uh, if i don't do so all this data datum when do you use the word datum i don't know um will just sit up in the dusty attic of my mind and slowly or not so slowly drive me insane nerr uh, let me fix this mic here, closer to mouth here, better here. Okay, that's a bit better. Uh, yeah, as I was saying, uh, I don't want to be insane in the membrane, so I do this podcast where I talk about things like movies, television, books, and internets in this particular episode. Didn't have a game this time. Although I did, pl- uh, I did and have been playing a lot of D&D, so... Uh, you know, maybe we'll uh, work some of that in at some point. Uh, it's just I'm still Fallout 76-ing. Yeah, uh, I think, oh man, just on that note, if you heard my rants of last episode, I think maybe I'm over the worst of the server disconnects. Fingers crossed. Uh, anyways, uh, let me push a button that, oh shit, I almost forgot, which I think I maybe have been forgetting lately, uh, to say at the top of the show, as I should say at the top of every show. Which is, um, you may not have consumed some of this media yourself, and I don't want to spoil it for you, so I'm warning of that possibility. Hmm, it's like a spoiler warning. Basically. Pushing first button. monologue today's movie monologue sponsor is milk thank you for that sponsorship okay as promised last episode i watched earnest scared stupid uh you know what i forgot until literally right the second as i was saying this why i decided to do that and it's not just because from my perspective it is uh as of the date of this recording November 1st, the day after the spookiest day of the year. So still has some spooks left. Mm. Uh, But also because I wanted to compare it to Hubby Halloween because of the obvious uh, similarities, which uh, now after rewatching, because yeah, I saw this as a kid, I'm sure. 1991, I would have been 10 years old. Oh yeah, this would have been right up my wheelhouse wheelhouse yeah yeah that's the right word uh although i will say 
and this is like a, a a point for this movie that the uh, the trolls. Let me read the IMDb first. Actually, Ernest. If you if you don't know who Ernest is, are you even like living your life? Ernest accidentally unleashes an ugly troll that plots to transform children into wooden dolls in the town of Briarville, Briarville, Missouri. Hmm. I don't know why the town specifically makes hit into this description but that's fine uh yes so if you don't know Ernest, go out and watch some Ernest movies you know there's a million of them some are good some are bad most are not great uh this one is a good one uh and as i was saying about the trolls and being 10 years old and watching this uh the troll in this and the uh, eventual other trolls in this spoiler are freaking uh, horrifying <laughs> horrifying to an adult to behold um they've got sort of a a dark crystal uh, vibe to them a little bit, like Jim Henson creation. Like, they're really well done. Uh, it's clearly, for the most part, uh, like a little person uh, in these uh, costumes with just sort of massive heads. That, that seems to be what their definition of a troll is, where <laughs> the troll's entire uh, body is pretty much half head, half oozy, snotty, uh, disgusting, uh, boil-ridden head that is uh, quite frightening, I, I assume, to a 10-year-old. So I'm, I'm surprised that this didn't uh, traumatize me. Maybe it did. Maybe it did. Uh, yeah, so a uh, classic, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Jim Varney, RIP. Yeah, he died, uh, I don't know how long ago. We got some Eartha Kit in here. Oh, man. There's a, a few other people you might recognize, but for the most part, uh, not so much. Uh, yeah, comparing this to Hubby Halloween, they are very, very similar movies. Extremely similar to the degree where... Uh, if I was the, the Jim Varney estate, I might give a little call to my lawyers because, um, uh, I guess it doesn't really have the supernatural element in hubby Halloween. Did it? Uh, see, it's already sort of faded from memory despite watching it like a week ago. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know what? I should make that the title, uh, hubby Halloween equals i'm gonna use the equal sign earnest scared stupid that is the title of this episode uh rating wise for earnest scared stupid uh it's dumb it's fun uh it, it, i didn't realize that i missed Ernest as much as i did uh, i really liked him as a youth uh, this is definitely something more, uh, his, uh, his comedy stylings, although he'll throw in the odd adult joke or, or, or something that, uh, that, uh, a dumb kid, <laughs> which, you know, I still have some dumb kid in me. So, uh, no surprise that I like it. Uh, rating wise, geez, but I go like a, it's more than a three, three is enjoyed while watching, but wouldn't watch again. And I can definitely see a scenario in which I would watch this again. Uh, so I'll go for, Hey, how about that? Moving on to the second uh, film, Fantasy Island from 2020. Somehow, some way, and I almost don't know how, uh, this was a, a request to watch from the missus. And I think she thought it was more of a horror movie than uh, whatever the hell this movie. Well, according to uh, Imbuda, action, adventure, fantasy. <laughs> of course, Fantasy Island is going to be under the category of fantasy, right? 
Let me read the MDA. Uh, when the owner and operator of Luxurious Island invites a collection of guests to live out their most elaborate fantasies in relative seclusion, chaos quickly descends. Ooh. Okay, so suppose that's accurate, but I really do like whoever wrote chaos quickly descends. Ooh, that's a, that, that's a good sentence. Yeah, I like it. Um, I, you know what? I like that sentence more than I like this movie, which was not very good. Um, a lot of plot holes. I am very tentatively familiar with the television show Fantasy Island from the 70s, I think it was. You know what this movie did? Uh, and this will be the, 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 the point that I give this movie <laughs> among not very many points. Uh, it made me want to search out and watch the old television show with Ricardo Monteban. Um, so, you know, thank you, Fantasy Island the Movie, for making me want to do that. Will be probably the only thanks you get. It tries to be funny, which, you know, there's maybe a laugh or two. It tries to be serious. Uh, it tries to be mysterious. It tries to be gruesome. Uh, it's, it's, I thought perhaps going in, there was times where I thought it would be sort of a combination of, uh, Fantasy Island, the television show and the Saw franchise. I thought maybe that was the direction it was headed, but no, I was wrong. Um, acting not great. Uh, it, it's just really, really not a good movie. Um, and that's a shame because I don't like saying things about movies when I don't like them. Hmm. Uh, rating wise, geez, I'll go 1.4321. Television Talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Number Wang. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, yeah, this is a fun one. Uh, found on YouTube's, as has happened on, geez, it's got to be like a dozen times now, I feel like, uh, a British comedy show. Uh, for some reason, and uh, it doesn't seem, maybe because uh, American television programs are more litigious or something to that effect, but you can find a lot of British comedy on YouTube. And sometimes it's people, you know what I notice they'll do? Uh, like, I've seen all of these things on YouTube um, in terms of British television. Sometimes they will uh, speed it up a little bit so the voices sound a little funny. Sometimes they will stretch, like, the visuals a little bit. Um, this one did something interesting where it would do the episode... Um, and, and then would the episode would start over from the beginning for like 10 minutes so that the times would be different, I guess. It's all sort of things, I assume, to trick the uh, YouTube algorithms into not thinking that the shows are illegally being uploaded to their site. That's my assumption. So, in this case, uh, the program I uh, found, stumbled upon, was uh, called That Mitchell and Webb. Oh, with David Mitchell and Robin Webb who, uh, if you've ever seen them together on, oh shit, what was it called? Fisheye? Oh my god. Oh uh, my god, what was the, something I, uh, I, I can almost guarantee I talked about it on this podcast. Anyways, they've done, uh, comedy shows together, and I've seen them together, and the results are always spectacular. 
spectacularly uh, funny, and uh, this is no exception. This seems to be um, some of their peep show. <laughs> peep show. That's what the show is called. What did I call it? Fish eye? Fish eye? Somehow I got from peep show to fish eye. Hmm. Brain. Work good. I, I think this was before that question, maybe during. I, it, it's definitely, uh, so when was this made? I, I can just look. I have the IMDb open. Uh, from 2008 to 2010. Uh, 2006, sorry, to 2010. Yeah, it was four seasons. Uh, so uh, way back when, uh, the, they do look uh, youthful. Uh, and one thing I wanted to say this is of this British sketch comedy television program is it's weird uh, in a very, very good way. Um, non sequiturs, uh, uh, strange skits, and uh, I really, really liked it. Um, something about, and this has come up fairly often, something about British comedies seemed to hit me harder than uh, uh, most American uh or Canadian for that matter, although I do love me some corner gas um, programs. I, I, I kind of don't know why it is necessarily um, dry. That's what they quite often say of British sense of humor, dry wit, which was uh, 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 what I used to uh, wrestle under. Uh... Uh, yeah, so uh, that Mitchell and Webb look uh, easy for me to give it a 5 out of 5. I, I watched uh, all four seasons, and it's uh, it was a goddamn delight of weird British comedy in a sketch variety show. You're going to definitely see some names, uh, Olivia Coleman among them, uh, of uh, people you recognize, especially if, like me, you uh, seek out British comedies. So thank you, that Mitchell, Mitchell and Webb look. Even the name, that Mitchell and Webb look. It's a strange name for a strange uh, uh, pushing button. Conan the Librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is Cyan Bloodbane for President. Make Sylvansty great again. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, Jesus Christ, haven't had a uh, book banter for a while. Uh, I think I mentioned in, maybe in the past few episodes, somewhere in there, uh, that this book has not been my favorite uh, in terms of the Dragonlance ones that I'm working my way through, which explains why it took me longer to read. Uh, if I get a book I like, I tend to zoom through it pretty quick. Uh, if I don't like it or like it less, I could probably... Well, I, I couldn't actually do it, but probably someone could, with enough data, or datum, uh, be able to uh, directly correlate my enjoyment of a book with the speed with which I read it. Um, so, you know, it's a shame. Dragons of a Fallen Sun. This is the War of Souls book one. Uh, it's fine. Uh, it, it's, you know what, uh, my, my sort of goal, my started the, uh, quarantine goal of reading all the Dragonlance novels has been a fun one, but I think after this series, uh, I don't know, it'll depend what the next ones are. I, I'm not quite sure what the next ones are. Like, I, I feel like maybe I need a bit of a break, which, uh, is a distinct possibility. What should I read in between? Oh, you know what? One thing of being someone who reads a lot, one of my actual favorite things of being a 
reader is uh, trying to decide what book I'm going to read next. Like I'll make little lists and I'll, uh, I'll do good searches on Goodreads and I'll really sort of delve deep trying to figure out what I'm going to need re uh, read next. And I think it sort of builds up the excitement for the next book. Um, uh, anyways, I, I, I'm going to try to finish this. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a couple of pages into the second book. Uh, let me read the Goodread of this one to see if it will help me remember what it was about. Uh, the people of Kryn have known war in past ages. Some are still alive who remember the triumph of good at the conclusion of the War of the Lands. Some still more remember the devastation of the Chaos War, which ended the Fourth Age. But now, a new war is about to begin more terrible uh, than any have known. This war is the very heart and soul of the world itself. Yeah, that ain't good. Uh, okay, so this has to do with uh, sort of in the future, like we've done a future jump of, uh, geez, I don't know how many years, but a number of years in the future from the last one. And we're sort of seeing, um, the possibilities of what happened when, oh shoot, sorry. Yes. Uh, it has to do with, uh, the fact that, uh, Tasselhoff Burfoot getting up to his old tricks again, being a real, uh, He's a real minx, that one, Tazoff, or Taz, if you prefer. Uh, so he uh, is about to die uh, in the past, I guess you would say. And uh, he's given the opportunity to jump ahead in time in order to uh, give a eulogy at Caramon's uh, funeral in, in the you know, far dis distant future. So he pops ahead uh, and he's like, ah, oh, shit, I missed it by a day. So then he uh, tries to repeat the steps uh, to get there in time and he makes it, but somehow, some way, something has happened where it's different. Everything's different. It's as if the fact that he did not die in the past has really uh, fucked things up pretty royally to where uh, it, it's instead of a, a kind of a happy world that he saw the first time he uh, made this jump the second time, it's, it's sort of post pre during apocalyptic feeling where everything's just sort of going to shit. Um, we, we of course sort of learn and assume almost throughout that, uh, it is this timey wimey, uh, adjustments that have happened that he has caused, uh, this to happen. So, uh, that's what this book is sort of delving into and, uh, figuring out the hows and whys. And, uh, eventually we come to the conclusion that, oh wait, is this the right one? Dragons of the Fallen Sun. Am I talking about the right book here? <laughs> One of the uh, interesting things that has happened here is uh, among one of the two types of elves that exist in this world, uh, a, a sort of giant dome has uh, gone over their, their realm in order to protect them from the rest of the world and dragons and such. Dragons who uh, seemingly there's, there's newer ones, bigger ones, eviler ones question mark who have sort of really uh, taken their toll on the realm um eventually we learn that uh, one of the dragons is under the dome with the elves in elvish disguise this is a, a big spoiler but one that i sort of caught on to fairly early so 
uh, yeah, um, he was like sort of a uh, worm tonguing the, uh, <laughs> the the king in terms of trying to uh, corrupt the elves, and uh, this dome was in fact actually sort of sucking the life out of them and killing them, um, while uh, people were trying to say it was protecting them. This this wall to uh, cut them off from the rest of the world, if you will, eh? <sighs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> So, needless to say, some uh, interesting uh, correlations with uh, uh, this evil dragon and, uh, you know, a certain uh, president who was trying to cut off his realm from the rest of the world in a sort of very uh, jingoistic, uh, you know, you know. Oh, God. Oh, well, I already told you what the, the date is from my perspective. So, uh, November 1st, got a couple of days for that big vote down there in the U.S. Hopefully... That turns out well. Uh, <laughs> scary. Let me push a button and get us out of here. Oh, rating-wise? Shit. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, like, I didn't hate it by any means. Um, three is enjoyed while reading, but wouldn't read again. I think I have to go... In, uh, I want to throw this out with every book I have read so far. I think I've given a 5 out of 5. Maybe there was a 4 out of 5 in there somewhere. But thoroughly enjoyed. This one less so. So I think I would go 3. Uh, 3 with an asterisk. Because enjoyed while watching or while reading but wouldn't read again is a 3. But I, I could see the scenario where, you know, 20, 30 years from now. Uh, assuming the Earth still exists. Uh uh or i do uh I, I can see myself reading through these again maybe who knows I, I i love a good marathon of reading through a shit ton of books so maybe i would read it again who knows <laughs> charlie charlie bit me internet intercourse i like turtles Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Mayor's Office Flavored Waters. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, I had a talk a little bit ago about a, a D&D Discord roleplay server that I joined, uh, and I just wanted to give some updates on that because uh, I've been having a lot of fun and have, to some degree, become a little addicted to it even. Oh my. Addicted in a fun, uh, <laughs> less uh, crack uh, meth way and more of a you know have something to occupy my uh, time way let's say and that rhymes and you know it rhymes uh okay so uh some interesting things that have happened is um my character uh mayor his name is mayor <laughs> you know what i uh i've opened a shop and called it mayor's office and uh, i i sort of named my uh character mayor with the sort of almost psychological idea that uh people would start referring to me as the mayor uh, just because tends to be when you say mayor, you often say put a the in front of it. And it seems to be working where, uh, like I asked for a, a, a Discord channel in order to sort of set up my shop and build it and grow it. And uh, I said the shop is called Mayor's Office. And the person who uh, created it uh, inadvertently called it the Mayor's Office. So my, my evil plan seems to be working, which I thought was amusing. Uh, yeah, as far as the shop goes... Um, 
the time on this server is three to one, meaning for every one day that passes in the real world, uh, it's three days on the server. So um, it takes 20 IRL days in order to build up a shop. So what I decided to do with that, uh, it, I didn't want to like, my character is sort of a, a little guy and lazy, so I didn't really want him to be role playing, you know, going out into the woods and cutting down trees and building up this and dragon stones, because that's not really his uh, MO. Modus operandi. So instead, he is sort of a, a, conver a combination of uh, talking to these magical vines that sort of inhabit this island um, while uh, telling them stories and, the, and sort of, at least in my mind canon, uh, the, the, the combination of vines and him doing some rough work is what is uh, slowly developing this uh, shop and home that he's building. Uh, I've also, uh, what I did was created the shop in Dungeon Painter Studio, which uh, I know I've spoken of very highly on this podcast before. It's what I use to make all my D&D maps. So I decided I was going to build the shop uh, day by day uh, using this software. So I basically made uh, 20, uh, 20 maps, each with a little more detail than the last one. So you can actually see the shop sort of grow, uh, over the course of these 20, uh, in real life days. So that's been a lot of fun. Uh, then, uh, I didn't do it the first couple of days, but I sort of had this idea that, uh, it's almost like the payment that I am giving these vines is, uh, I am telling them stories as we sort of work together to, uh, to build the shop. Um, so every day, since these magical vines are sort of intertwined, ooh, pun, uh, these vines are intertwined with the portals that exist on this island. I decided uh, my character, Mayor, is going to tell a portal-related story every day of the build. So, uh, I think I have 12 or 13. Yeah, I think there was 13 of them. So, uh, I'm on the last one. Uh, I just have to finish that up. But uh, I have the shop in real life, since I'm telling you all time things, uh, will be done on November 6th. So I, I still have some some days to finish the last story, but I want to make it a doozy. Ooh, uh, just in terms of that, like I've done talk of portals to various planes or pocket dimensions, but the last one I'm looking forward to because it's going to be uh, the tale of uh, Mayor's journey to the real world, to this world. Uh, I'm thinking of doing something where... He inadvertently fell through or like uh, uh, was pulled through and then maybe meets up with like uh, Elon Musk, who was like experimenting with portals or something like that. I'm not sure, but uh, I've sort of dropped hints that my character has visited uh, this world before. So, um, you know, kind of just a cool little little flavor. A lot of flavor is what I'm uh, enjoying. On that note, uh, I've had some fun sessions. It's really just a cool, uh, a, a cool little side thing to be doing. Uh, I've met some nice people. It's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. I finally got to the point where I've uh, invited some of my other D and D friends to the server. So uh, we'll see if any of them end up joining. I think some of them at least showed some interest. So it'd be nice to get them in there. Uh, so, uh, needless to say, Aphoros, which is what it was called. Well, actually, that's uh, interesting as well. Um, when I originally joined this thing, it was called Oakenvale, and that was the name of the town. 
But uh, for some reason, and I don't actually know the reason behind this, they wanted to change servers from one to another. I, I assume there was a reason for it. I, I just don't actually know what it was. Maybe it was to clean things up a bit. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I could always ask. But uh, anyways, uh, so rather than just change servers and have, you know, the same uh, the same town, um, what they decided to do was... Uh, in game actually have something happened where uh, all the sort of members of the town through uh, magic and such were transported to uh, transported to this new island this new city and uh, so right now we're on the processes of like building it up and stuff which uh, which has been a lot of fun uh, to see what everyone's doing and uh, I, I think since I started my shop I'll be one of the first ones to finish which is fine because uh, then my plan as uh, as this character, this mayor who tries to be liked and, you know, quote unquote, get people's votes, uh, will go around and offer his assistance to others is sort of the, the, the game plan. Anyways, folks, we did it. Whatever it is, it has been done. <sighs> which, of course, leaves one thing to say, which is always the final thing to say, which is it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper